Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Rutgers will go for it. Motion by Pacheco away from us. They empty the backfield. He's going to run it up the middle. And I don't think he made it, Jack. He is short. Penn State does it again on fourth down, just like they did last week in Ann Arbor. They'll put trips to the far side as Scruggs comes out of the game. It's going to be Lee. Yep, he throws over the middle. He's got him at the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Penn State. Parker, Washington, well delivered by Clifford, and Washington got free. Jake Penninger, 30-yard attempt out of the hole. The Jordan staff, far hash, angled to his right. Chris Stahl will snap it. Trying to increase the Penn State lead. Put down. The kick is up by Pinniger. The line drive by Pinniger is good. And Penn State leads 10-0. Wing left is strange. Ford again, the running back to the left of Clifford on second and goal at the seven. They'll give it a four to the edge, to the five. Near corner, got it. Touchdown, Penn State. At the 35, first down, Vedral quarterback draw up the middle, 35 to his right to the 38-yard line. Fumbled the football. He fumbled the ball at the 38, and Penn State recovers. Jesse Lucetta has the ball. So it's going to be a 47-yard attempt. Kristall will snap it. Raphael Checa will put it down, and it's Jordan Stout. Far hash, angled to his right. So over the ball. Put down, kick by Stout on the way, plenty of distance, and the kick is good. And the Nittany Lions get three out of the takeaway from Jesse Lucetta. Good snap, put down, kick by Pittiger's up, and the kick by Jake Pittiger is good. And Penn State starts at the two-yard line and drives it downfield, taking nearly five minutes off the clock, and they have a 23-7 lead. Mustaver comes back in at tackle, so it's Isaac, Ellies, Culpepper, and Owe in there, and they brought Brandon Smith back into the game. Bunch set far side, Vedral, quarterback draw through the opening, Vedral hit and dropped. Ellis Brooks, Lucetta, short of the mark, 22-yard line, Penn State will take over on downs. Federal back to pass. Everybody in track stances back to pass it. Down he goes. Devon Ellies at the 41-yard line. And the Nittany Lions win it over Rutgers 23-7. The 900th win in the illustrious history of Penn State's football program. Only the eighth program in the history of college football to win 900 games. And they do it in the birthplace of the game. That's exactly how it sounded right here on WKOK. Victory Monday, number two 
for the Penn State Nittany Lions as they defeated Rutgers on Saturday with a big win there in Piscataway. 900th career victory, as you heard Steve mention on the final call there. Just a really a, a solid game all the way around on all three phases from this Penn State team, minus two bad turnovers here and there that kept Rutgers in the game a little bit longer than maybe you would have liked, but the Penn State defense had the answer and really dominated the line of scrimmage the entire time. So uh, you weren't really worrying, like, totally worried about it, but you still want to clean up some of those turnovers. And then, as far as the run game goes, really the last two weeks, I think you're finally starting to see, and we'll get Steve's thoughts on this as well, what Kirk Sherrock envisioned. This being a run-first team, and they're running the ball extremely well. They ran it at will against Rutgers on Saturday. So it was a good win for this these Penn State Nittany Lions on uh, Saturday, and now they get set to take on Michigan State, which will be a 3.30 kickoff, so 2 o'clock airtime here on WKOK against Michigan State. And then we'll see who they get in the championship weekend format. So we got Mark Wogenrich today at 4.06. We also have Donnie Collins from the Scranton Times Tribune at 4.35 as well to break it all down today. I'm sure they'll have a lot to say about that. And then also, too, at 3.35, we're going to have Matt Leon from KYW News Radio Philadelphia on. (laughs) Another uh, interesting one for the Eagles, for sure. Now we got a quarterback controversy, and I'm sure Steve will let me get into that a little bit. But today, mostly it is about Penn State, because that was a good win for them. one 800 Give us a call. 1-800-795-9565. How do you feel about this? Two wins in a row now for Penn State. I want to hear from you and your reaction of what you saw from that game on Saturday. And also with the quarterback situation... Sean Clifford starting to get that swagger back. You're seeing a little bit less and less of Will Levis. And I'm sure we'll get Steve's thoughts on this too, but I just don't really see Levis's role now going forward now that Sean Clifford has gotten himself back. And obviously he ran well with the football when he needed to. So And, and, and that's what you're supposedly bringing in Will Levis to do. Now he can still throw the ball here and there, of course, to keep the defense honest. But I don't know. I I just feel like the offense sometimes gets a little bit predictable when you've got Will Levis in there. Like on that fourth and one that he barely got, well, Rutgers was ready for it. They just clogged the middle because they knew it was going to be a a direct snap to Levis and he's going to try to run up the middle. But that's just my two cents there on that. But it was good to see Devin Ford also back in action after the family situation he had. And minus uh, the fumble, the muff kick on the opening kickoff, had a pretty good game overall. And Kayvon Lee, too, also continuing to impress. Which is really key for this Penn State team, of course, going forward as far as at the running back position, what you got a little bit later on. 
So lots of good things we saw from Penn State with Steve's take coming up on that as well. So we got Matt Lee on today, Donnie Collins at 435. We got Mark Rogan Rich too. And your calls, 1-800-795-9565. And we'll continue with the Steve Jones Show after this. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And also, Steve will be in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. All right, so they've come up with, I think they've looked at the team, they've come up with what they think is the best way to win. Saturday, you had to do it the way you did it. There's no getting around it. Yeah, dude. Oh, they ran the quarterback too much. They did the, you know, you know what? It's easy to sit home and watch a game and not realize the conditions in which you're playing the game. And Jack and I talked about this repeatedly on Saturday about which way the wind was blowing. And that was, I've talked many, many times. Uh, on the show and in my career about, okay, how does weather affect a football game? Snow has some effect. Rain certainly has effect. But Jack and I have both felt for years that the single greatest effect weather condition-wise in a game is wind. And this was the backside of a nor'easter. And it, it started out raining. And I remember I went down to the concession stand because Matt wanted a souvenir cup. I mean, Matt, I mean, seriously, really? <laughs> I mean, every, every game I've had to bring, bring home a souvenir cup. Well, it's not too far from I, where most of my family's from. Yeah, but the, the problem is, it's like I'm getting this, 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 faux, uh, this faux excuse of it's for Little Luke's collection. <laughs> I don't think... It's for Little Luke's collection, okay, between you, me, and the four walls. But I, I, I went down before the game because obviously it's the only chance I had to do this, where they do give you a, a media meal in a, in a box. Okay, great. So, but you had to go out of, out of the box and down the stairwell and and get to a concession stand to do it. You know, which you know they can do. There's nobody in the stadium except for some parents. Well, when I left to go out, it was 
brutal out. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't, I was, I sat back and said, wow, not only was it raining, so it's raining, that's one thing. Uh, but how windy and cold it was. I mean, it was, I mean, the wind was just whipping up through there. And I got back in the box and I said to Jack, I said, boy, I said, you go outside. You know, it was, I mean, it wasn't great when we drove in, but, you know, I say it really gave me a perspective about wow. And you look, there's a huge flag in the uh, as to where in our seat location, the left end zone, huge American flag. That thing was starched. And I'm not talking about this is uh, somebody has a flagpole uh, in Turbotville or or Berlin or you know New Berlin or whatever, right? Where the flag is starched. I mean, this was a huge American flag, so it's tough to make something like you know that size starched, and it really was. I mean, that's how much it was blowing. I mean, the wind was like thirty to forty, gusting sometimes to fifty, and there would be moments where the wind died down just for a little bit, and you felt like okay, if you're the team quote going against the wind when it died down, like you could throw the ball. This was so gusty at times it played havoc with the with just something as simple as a shotgun snap. And because of Penn State's offensive line and because of the running game and because no matter what and no matter what the weather condition is, your defense can travel. And Penn State's defense absolutely traveled and was there. I mean the best sequence of the game was when Penn State turned it over on a fumble. Rutgers got it, I want to say, right around the 40-yard line, the Penn State 40, and punted from their own territory. That sequence of the game told you everything. I mean, the only Rutgers touchdown, and this is where I give Vedral props, it was fourth down. How many times have you seen guys on fourth down throw the ball, because they're under huge pressure, throw the ball away, under huge pressure, they get sacked. You know, I don't mean like, you know, you get the snap and all of a sudden they're on top and you get sacked. I mean, that that will happen on fourth down sometimes. That's not the quarterback's fault. But one of those where you're scrambling out and then they get sacked or they're scrambling out and they throw it away. You're looking around like, what does it matter if you get sacked? What does it matter if you (laughs) can't throw the ball towards somebody? It doesn't matter if you get it picked. It's fourth down. And he did, and Melton made the catch. That was the one touchdown they had. Other than that, Penn State controlled every iota of that game. And the game plan they had fit the conditions of the game. December in New Jersey. December in New Jersey. And that's why Matt's family now lives in Pennsylvania. And one of many reasons. Oh, that's just cruel. (laughs) No, they tell you the same thing. Oh, no, I mean, because I think the, uh, uh, Governor Murphy said that the New Jersey wants to sponsor our Tuesday show. <laughs> oh, really? So I'd be, re- I'd be really careful about <laughs> New Jersey and you, perfect together, here on WKOK. <laughs> I'm sorry, we'd had to cancel the buy because Matt Catrillo ripped the state. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's... Uh... That's uh, how it played out. I mean, the the game plan fit the conditions. And 
You know, a lot of things you'd like to do, and then you look around and say, you know what? Realistically, I mean, can we still try it? Yeah, you can still try it, but realistically, is that going to consistently work? And they went with, I thought Devin Ford, when he was in there, ran well. Lee had another really good game. No getting around that. And uh, I thought Jesse Lucetta played well. Joey Porter Jr. was uh, the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, which was great. And they have Michigan State this week. We don't know whether starting quarterback Rocky Lombardi can play or not. In about four minutes to go in the second quarter, Tyreek Smith hit him as he was rolling away from pressure, and the side of his head hit the turf, and I guess he's in concussion protocol. Peyton Thorne stepped in. Thorne did a good job. Mobile, he can move, completed a big pass to Jaden Reed, ran ran one for a touchdown. Then after that, things went a little sideways for him. He's a redshirt freshman. Uh, you could see, I was watching it, that you could see that I was, I was looking at Ohio State, and I'm looking around saying, okay, let's see who's actually out here. So I started playing the the who's who's not playing game. Now you don't know if they're out because of concussion protocol. I mean, I'm sorry, you don't know if they're out because of COVID protocol. You don't know if they were just out because they were hurt anyway. But I started going through, saying, okay, I don't see that number. I don't see that number. I don't see that number. Hey, I thought your Eagles gave a pretty good fight yesterday. Once uh, number two came in, I knew it. You guys think he's your future. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying he's the future. I'm saying he's just the quarterback for the rest of the year. Well, he'll start this week. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to start this week. He should start the rest of the year. Why do you think you're going to get Justin Fields? Um, no, but I would like to get... Uh, <laughs> I would like to get... Uh, either a receiver or a linebacker somewhere at number six. If I were them at number six and Penny Sewell of Oregon were available, the offensive guard, the Outland Trophy winner, I'd start there. Because your offensive line is not good. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business bundles. They'll try and do everything they can to save you money. And make sure that you're completely insured. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, where I began my day teaching class. Sunbury Motors. In fact, I gave the students today, Matt, a tour of the Sunbury Motors studio. Very nice. I said, this. I said, I said this is when you look around and say, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and it is. It is. Uh, we've had parties. People will have a party here, and people say, can we see the studio? Like, they're blown away. Jack was blown away. Jack Jack comes in here. He looks around. He says, 
man, alive. He says, you've done well. I said, I did nothing. <laughs> I said, somebody else did everything else. I didn't do a thing. <laughs> he said, this is awesome. He was kind of blown away by it. Um, so, yeah, I gave the students a tour of it. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. What do you think about this this whole setup? I mean, the daily show that you hear uh, from Learfield, which today was James Franklin, tomorrow will be Jim Ferry, for example. I tape it. I tape it in here. I do the show in here. The Thursday night show, which right now is preempted for Santa, is done in here. Pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> okay, if, if you've ever watched. Um, Big Ten Elite, the 1986 team and the 2016 team. They had asked me to be the narrator for each. Done in here. In the in the Sunbury Motors studio. Yeah. It's uh it has been used. It has been used. It's been it's been incredible. Uh incredible. All right, so the um Penn State tries to make it three in a row. They've got Michigan State Saturday. Michigan State coming off the game against Ohio State. Ohio State had a lot of people missing, uh, especially they had three starting offensive linemen out. Their middle linebacker was out. They had a lot of people missing. Uh, Larry Johnson coached it, won it. Congrats to him. Happy for LJ uh, that that happened. And... Ryan Day will be back this week should they play Michigan. Now, I haven't heard. Have you heard a single word yet? Um, About the Michigan game this week. Yeah, yeah. whether they're practicing or not. I have not heard yet. Other than the chatter that the uh, Big Ten committee may alter the six-game rule down to five games so they can get Ohio State in the championship game, which I cry foul on. Um, I don't. Uh, I disagree with you on that. And the reason I do is, and while I understand, uh, it's not that I don't understand where you're coming from. I completely do. Right. So this is not a, a disagreement of, of anything other than I thought there have been some elements of this where in order to play, uh, in order to play, Matt, they had to agree to a bunch of things. And I, you know, one was the 21 day set out. Okay, got that. Um, one was this six game thing for the making the conference championship game. Another one was you had to do it without a bye week. Uh, I think there's there's certain elements where you, where you ask yourself, okay, common sense wise, is that realistic? Uh, and to be honest with you, I never once thought that the idea of playing without a bye week was common sense wise realistic, and it's proven to be true. Uh, I don't want to comment on the 21 day thing because I'm not an epidemiologist. I only play a sportscaster on the radio. So I'm not going to pretend I'm smarter than I am. Uh, And so I leave that to the experts as to why they wanted to do that. But from a football point of view and from a COVID point of view, I thought a bye week would benefit. 
everybody to have that as a backup. As for the six-game thing, if you were starting this in September, like say September 26th, like the SEC, common sense-wise, that was realistic. You know, in terms of getting to six games, I'm talking about. That was realistic. Trying to do it as the season went on and it got colder, you started asking yourself whether it was going to be realistic if everybody could play the six games. You know, could you play all nine games along the way? You know, I, you figure there had to be somebody who might fall into the category that wouldn't. I think you had to leave that door open a bit. I'm talking about when you started, you needed to leave the door open. In other words, you say at the beginning, idealistically, we feel that you have to play a minimum of six games to qualify for the conference championship. If it is dictated because of the virus, a different scenario we'll have to revisit. That's all you had to do was say at the beginning, where you left yourself an out. See what I'm talking about, Matt? Oh, that's fair. Leave yourself an out because of the unpredictability of this. And had they done that, I'd be more okay with this. Right. And see, they didn't do that, and that's why I completely understand your point of view. Completely. Uh... And I think that that's something that uh, that is a problem for a problem that they're going to have to deal with here because they didn't leave themselves an out. One of many mistakes made in that process of getting the season started. But I think there were concessions made just to play. Which I'm glad. I'm glad just to play. I'm glad they have. I mean, you know, and then from a personal point of view, obviously I'm doing games. So I mean, I you know, so so I understand that there were some concessions that needed to be made along the way, and then daily testing has worked out for the most part really well, except for the false positive part. You know, where you know you're glad that they're false positives. They're false, but it still you know brings worry in right away, and then and then. Then you have to retest, and the, you can't retest here in State College. I think they got to go. I think they got to go to Geisinger. I think they have to go to Danville. I believe oh. to do the PCR test. Hmm. I believe. I believe that's where they have to go. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, you know. Uh, so I mean that's the part where that we're uh, and see I think you know what I'm talking about. In other words, you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. They put in a hard and fast rule, and somebody didn't meet the criteria, and so you're saying they shouldn't be in it. I'm with you, uh, but I also think that at the beginning they should have left wiggle room, and now that we're here, realistically, not idealistically, but realistically, I think you need to go with the wiggle room here. Realistically, totally understand the ideology, completely get the ideology. So that's how I look at it. Uh, but that was their mistake of not uh, opening that door at the beginning. 
that's why along the way there you know this has not been the smoothest road along the way because I think they haven't handled it um, all the way through with that smooth road because COVID's not going to be a smooth road so you've got to leave yourself uh, realistically a little more operating room to make things work but you are where you are right now and then we'll see what they decide if Ohio State uh, can play this weekend against Michigan that's a moot point how about that uh, something I want to get into is the uh, the college football playoff and unintended consequences And then it, it, I, I've always been in favor of the college football playoff of some form. I always favored originally eight teams. I also do not want to get into a stage where I don't want it to be an NFL season. So this is where it becomes a delicate balance for me. And maybe you as a fan have a different viewpoint. Which I'd love to hear because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have answers on this. Here's the biggest difference between a professional league, the NFL, and a college league. In the NFL, you're the Cincinnati Bengals or the New York Jets. Take the New York Jets. The New York Jets are the worst team in the NFL, despite the fact that Matt thinks the Eagles are worse. I think that's just pre- prejudicial. I just think it's emotional. That's just you. I think you're a little emotional right now. Nah, the Eagles are still better than the Jets, but that's probably the only team. I feel like I'm in the movie Speed where Dennis Hopper says, you're just a bit hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So you're the New York Jets. So what's your reward for the New York Jets of being the worst team? Your reward is you get the first overall pick in the draft. And the Jacksonville Jaguars would get the second overall pick in the draft. I think that's the way it lines up right now. And then, not only that, if you're the New York Jets, you will play what's called the last place schedule. Yes, you'll still play the Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins twice each, but then you will face each one of the fourth place teams in your conference. So that's three. And then you'll face one fourth place team in the NFC. So you end up one quarter of your schedule will be against teams that finished in last place. And that's how they try to close the gap between the draft and schedule. College can't do that. Can't sit, you know, and in other words, you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you get the last pick in the first round. Now, you end up taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which just means you're a little bit smarter than everybody else, but you have Brett Veach and and, uh, and the other teams don't. But are you saying you think Brett Veach is better than Howie Roseman? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, 110%. You're so bitter. <laughs> hate your own people. Oh, you must go home every night and just, you know, like... It's, Anything that's good in your life, you hate. And I don't understand that because I guess you go home and you like go, you, you tell Lisa all the time, I hate Steve. Everything that's good in your life, you can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how the professional league operates. It's not as if you now go into the recruiting cycle and Alabama gets to take the last 30 recruits. 
it's not like Alabama sits there and they have to face Clemson, Ohio State, Texas, Penn State, you know, where they play a first-place schedule. They, they don't have to do that. It's not how college operates. So you're in the college football playoff, which is a constant drum roll of excellence in the spring, in the summer, in the preseason. Then the college football playoff rankings come out, and you are acquiring talent left and right that wants to be a part of that kind of winning juggernaut that gets all that publicity all the time. James Franklin did a brilliant job of getting Penn State from sanctions to New Year's Six games. But as he has said, I'm quoting him now, and he's absolutely accurate, that's several huge steps to get to that point. Now the biggest step of all is to clear the hurdle to get to that point. And, of course, you can only do that, obviously, in two areas. In the recruiting part, get as much high-end talent as possible and develop it. And the advantage of being in the college football playoff year in and year out for Alabama and Clemson just reaps benefits left and right of people who want to be a part of that. And look, Clemson has played in a mediocre conference, which has made a big difference, but they obviously can go toe-to-toe with Alabama and beat them. They can go toe-to-toe with Ohio State like they did last year in the semifinal and beat them. It's interesting. Oklahoma gets that status. Oklahoma has never advanced to the championship game under this format. They've never been able to get out of the semifinal round, and Oklahoma was only competitive in one of the games. The only semifinal game Oklahoma was competitive in was the Georgia game that went to overtime in the Rose Bowl, which they had a lousy second half and lost. So I'm not so sure that they're really, I mean, they're in it, but are they elite? I mean, they got in the semifinal with Kyler Murray as their quarterback. I mean, actually, my respect for Murray went way up because all we heard that year was the offensive line for Oklahoma is the best. Oklahoma line, best. Oklahoma line, best. Best in the country. Best in the country. That got in that game against Alabama in the Orange Bowl, and they got roasted. They weren't even competitive in the trenches with Alabama. My respect for Murray went up exponentially because he played a brilliant game under absolute duress all night. So I don't even think Oklahoma, yeah, they're there, but they're there in part because they've been able to put together. I mean, the Big 12, for the most part, does not have a lot of strength in the conferences. Now, this year, the Big 12 is better defensively. They are better defensively in the Big 12 this year. But most years they have not. They've been really lousy defensively for years in the Big 12, and Oklahoma's had the most talent they've feasted on it. right? But then when they get into a game like this, they can't, they're not good enough. So how do you spread the talent out? How do you, how do you, how do you spread the perception out? And it's one of those where I always was in favor of eight, always. But you know what? When they said four, I was, okay, I said, fine. Let's go with four. And you can't just expand it right now and say, okay, we'll get more money. ESPN is a contract. ESPN right now is not exactly a wash in cash. They just laid off 300 people. They're not going to give you more money for the college football playoff on an existing contract. That would be unrealistic of them to do that. Now, when this contract is up, all right. Yeah. 
But I think that's the only way I can see, unless the callers have a different idea, and I'm willing to listen to any idea that they have as to how to somehow level the playing field, and not just level the playing field, but level the playing field of perception. New Year's Six designation is really important, but I don't sense with the, with the, with the uh, fan base, and I don't sense maybe in terms of the recruiting part of it that it translates like it does a college football playoff team year in and year out. So do you expand it to eight? Do you expand it to 12? A 12 would mean somebody would have to have a bye, of course. You know, two teams would have to have a bye if you went to 12. I mean, 16? You know, what's interesting about 16 is this, and Doug can talk, I mean, Doug Birdsong could talk about this all day long. The In FCS, they have 16 teams. I think they expanded even further, didn't they? Uh, that I don't know. I but think you might be right, but I'm not sure. They have 16 teams in that, and I think Divisions 2 and 3 have 16. So the NCAA, when they're running it, because they do not, the NCAA has zero to do with the college football playoff. Nada. Okay? But when but the NCAA does run the FCS National Championship, Division 2 and Division 3. So they run those three. And they have no problem having teams play 16 games. You notice that? They have no problem with it. My only issue when it comes to that is, boy, that's a lot of wear and tear on young people. And you still have to go to school. But to me, right now, from the outside looking in, well, I'm not so sure I'm so much outside looking in. I guess I'm a little closer than that. But to me... That's the only solution I can come up with right now that would level the playing field of perception by expanding the college football playoff to 8, 10, 12 teams. So that now it's hey, you're a playoff team, and now you become more attractive to somebody saying, hey, look, they can win a national championship there, as opposed to Alabama and Clemson always seemingly be, being the ones that do it. Now, LSU obviously did it last year, but that's LSU's one appearance in it. And they caught lightning in a bottle because LSU, obviously, you look at what's happened this year, it's been a struggle. All right, we'll take a break. Um, just a quick question, Matt, before we go. What was the scuttlebutt in the station when um, Suit Light signed up to talk to Santa. I mean, I just... <laughs> um, there was some scuttling. No doubt about that. I just... It's for four to eight-year-olds. It's for kids. Oh, well. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. 
Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the PA Insurance Department. Most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. Our office remains open and available to service our current and new clients by phone by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated to the highest level of service to protect what matters most.